The interviews and discussions in this podcast are opinions only and not financial or investment advice. Listeners should obtain independent advice based on their own circumstances before making any financial decision. Hi everyone and welcome to this edition of Stock Doc. I'm your host, Dr. Nigel Finch. And today on the program, I'm speaking with Chris Kane. He's Managing Director and CEO at Peppermint Innovation Limited, who are listed under the ticker code PIL. Now, Peppermint operate in the mobile banking, payments and remittance industry, and they're listed on the ASX since 2015. Chris, thanks very much for joining us from Perth and welcome to the program. Hi, Nigel. Thanks for having me. To start off, can you give listeners a really quick overview of the size and scale of Peppermint, say the headcount, the number of key customers, revenues, market cap, just that sort of thing, just a few headline numbers? Yeah, look, absolutely. Peppermint is an organisation of uh, 20 people. Uh, the majority of those people are based up in the Philippines where our commercial operation um, is deployed. Um, we operate across uh, probably four to five key uh, strategic customers plus our own uh, agent base, uh, which we've developed for our own um, for our own benefit to roll out our platform. And in terms of uh, what our numbers have been over the last 12 months, uh, financial year on financial year, we've seen some significant growth uh, across the use of our platform. Uh, we've seen our, our cash receipts uh, increase significantly over the year, up by 300-odd percent to, to $2.8 million. And we've seen our pl- platform transactions go up by over 280%, uh, and our transactional value across the platform, financial year v financial year, up 200%. Um, so quite significant growth over the last 12-month period. And Chris, for those who don't know your company, can you tell us very briefly a little about the company, the target market and the services that you provide? Yeah, absolutely. So we're an Australian headquartered fintech company targeting four key business sectors, mobile payments, e-commerce, delivery and logistics and mobile financial services. Uh, Our target market is the developing world countries and our immediate market focus is the Philippines. And our vision and mission is to deliver financial inclusion for people that might not otherwise have access to financial, basic financial services. Ultimately, our uh, target market uh, in a geographical sense is the ASEAN region. Um, And of the 650-odd million people that live across that region, over 70% of those people do not have a bank account. And a large portion of them operate without access to finance, banking, and a means to improve their lives by accessing basic financial services. And so, Chris, I mean, at its, at, at its heart, you're a tech company, a fintech company. Can you tell us very briefly about your technology stack that you're operating? Absolutely. So Peppermint's technology is all proprietary technology developed in-house. Um, we own the technology We've got developers or have two developers uh, here in Perth where we're, we're headquartered in Australia. We have a team of six developers up in the Philippines, uh, plus testers and, and quality assurance. Um, we maintain and develop that technology uh, and we continue to evolve that technology base based on best industry practices and standards. 
So Chris, you have a long line of existing relationships offering white label tech products, particularly to banks in the Philippines. Um, we'll talk about the Philippines market separately, but for now, what are the products and services uh, you've been offering? So our pedigree has been offering white label mobile banking services to tier one banks in the Philippines, those that are obviously operating in the banking sector. Now in the Philippines, less than 30% of the population uh, are banked, hence uh, the sector is, is somewhat reduced as a target market. Um, we've been offering all their banking customers, and we currently still operate with UCPB, which is a tier one bank in the Philippines. We offer UCPB's banking customers all their mobile banking needs. Um, so we continue to maintain and develop that. We continue to develop it so that uh, the mobile banking platform is in line with the Central Bank of the Philippines mandates that come out. Um, and we continue to evolve with the sector and deliver those services as required. What we've done is based on that commercially proven and deployed technology platform is we've evolved to service the non-bank market. So the unbanked and the underbanked with exactly the same uh, technology albeit delivered via a series of, of, of non-bank uh, agents, merchants, and strategic partners. So we take that uh, those basic uh, services, uh, things such as the ability to pay bills, the ability to buy uh, mobile airtime for a mobile phone, the ability to do cash transfers, the ability to check accounts, the ability to access even uh, e-commerce transactions, and we deliver that via our own trademarked Bizmoto agent base um, using the same technology that's been proven and deployed in the banking sector in the Philippines. Well, I think the target market you were chasing is very interesting, you know, the, you know, the unbanked and, and the underbanked. Can you tell us a little about the uh, Philippines banking and payment markets and what's really driving customer adoption in those markets? Yeah, absolutely. So in a place like the Philippines, where there's a population of, of 110 million people, um, the majority of banking operations, you might say, are focused on the national capital region or circa 25 million people, so Metro Manila. When you get out into the regional and rural areas, unlike a, a country here in Australia where you can still access ATMs, you can still access bank branch networks and so forth, that's just not accessible in the Philippines as much. So there's not an ATM on the on every main uh, regional centre street corner. Um, but people still require basic financial services. So our aim is to take those services delivered via a mobile app, so away from the bricks and mortar interface, and deliver it to the people where they are via our agent base and our merchants. Um, the Philippines is an interesting... Uh, demographic as well because the medium age is 24 25 um, they are very well versed in the ability to operate outside of the banking infrastructure and embrace these other um, style of platforms that allow them to do that so we're tapping into into that as well um, and we continue to see some really significant growth in these in what we call non-bank platforms across the Philippines and indeed the developing world countries that, that neighbour the Philippines. Mm. Look, these, these, um, for those that aren't um, uh, across it, I think these 
emerging markets offer very, very interesting opportunities. Um, the BSP, the Philippine Central Bank, has been fairly progressive in adopting technology innovations. What can you share with us about your observations about innovation in financial products and services in this market? Yeah, look, look, absolutely. We have a very strong relationship with the Central Bank of the Philippines or the, the BSP, as, as you rightly refer to them. Um, and that has been born over many, many, many years of operating in the banking sector with our mobile banking platform. But they are progressive in their way of trying to create financial inclusion and deliver financial services to the people of the Philippines. We are a member of the National Committee for Financial Inclusion and we do participate in those discussions and how we can bring people effectively into line with um, what the BSP policies and procedures are. And the reason the BSP like to um, embrace and encourage platforms such as ours, even though they're referred to as non-bank platform, is that our platforms are built to BSP standards. So for instance, a transaction history, there's a seven-year history for every transaction that goes over our platform. So what this means is that by the BSP embracing and promoting these non-bank platforms, um, it means that they're getting visibility into transactions outside of the banking sector that otherwise they wouldn't have had. So that black market that existed is coming into visibility for the BSP. The other thing they're very progressive in is, is working with the banks and even the smaller banks, the regional and rural banks, and understanding that uh, if they're going to run a mobile banking platform, they potentially don't have the resources to run huge hard stand server rooms and so forth. So the BSB has adopted a policy that allows these banks to run uh, cloud-based server platforms. And we've been at the forefront of encouraging that. And indeed, with our work with BankNet as their preferred technology provider, and BankNet are the ATM switch in the Philippines. They provide the ATM switching services to a number of banks. Um, we have been able to develop a cloud-based mobile banking platform for these smaller regional and rural banks that allows these regional and rural banks to abide by BSB mandates um, that uh, apply to the whole of the banking sector. On top of that also, the BSB has been very uh, embracing of virtual currency exchanges and, and digital currencies. Um, they do, and there is a process you can go through to, to receive your virtual currency exchange license. It's, it's something that we've explored, but it's on the radar, but down the track um, because they are embracing the innovation across, I suppose you would say, the, the, fin the world financial industry and, and the ways that you pay for things and the ways that people interact and, and so forth and so on. So I'd suggest, yeah, I, I think they are a very progressive organisation. Um, we have a very good relationship with them. And indeed, we do our best to ensure that uh, we, we help with the rollout of their ultimate aim of trying to create financial inclusion for the people of the Philippines. Mm -hmm. Well, look, this is, uh, this is an area where you guys have done a lot of in innovation. Perhaps you can walk us through the existing services that you provide, such as bill payments, remittances and the like. And then also talk about some of the evolving services that are being rolled out or currently in production. Absolutely. So our, our core and existing services are effectively mobile payments. 
Um, so that's what we've started to build our what we call ecosystem around. Um, so we've got uh, the bill payments, um, buy load, cash transfer services and, and remittance capabilities across across our platform. On top of that, we've built uh, an e-commerce platform, which is accessible to consumers, merchants and, and our agents alike. Um, that's under the brand name Bismo Tinder. Um, then we've factored into that and built a delivery and logistics arm under the uh, brand name Bismo Go, which basically provides on-demand curbside delivery and logistics services. Um, an easy way to think about that is, I suppose you could say Uber Eats to a certain extent. Uh, a number of our merchants on our e-commerce uh, site are, are food vendors, and they combine with our Bismo Go delivery riders to, to delivery food, deliver food to, to the end customer. Um, they're three of the four key areas uh, that we're looking to, that we've built and we've deployed across our Bizmoto platform, which is powered by Peppermint today. Uh, where we're looking to evolve to then is financial services. So two key financial services areas, and that being micro-insurance and micro-finance. So under the brand names of Bismo Protect and, and Bismo Pay. Now, both micro-finance and micro-insurance are key elements to the delivery of financial inclusion in developing world countries. Um, so we are currently uh, in the throes of, of injecting those two services into our ecosystem. And we hope to be uh, very soon in a position to advise um, the, the investment public of, of our progress in that regard. Mm, good. Now, how do you traditionally acquire customers onto your platforms? So the way that we've been operating is is our Bizmoto platform, um, which is our non-bank platform, is a business-to-business -business model. So what we've effectively created is a micro-enterprise platform. So we have uh, agents uh, come to us. We do marketing campaigns. Social media channels have been successful. Traditional um, media channels have, uh, have worked reasonably well and promotions and so forth, where they come to us understanding that they can download the Bizmoto platform and then use that platform to make money, to perform a transaction on behalf of a customer, wherever that customer may be. Um, we put that agent through a KYC process. We put that agent through an ALM process. We understand who they are. And then that agent transacts on behalf of a customer and performs the transaction. We get a uh, transaction fee each time someone performs a transaction across our platform. Chris, can you tell us about your vision to be a super app and also explain to listeners, in your words, what a super app is? Absolutely. So that, that really is our vision, to, to create a, a super app. So effectively, a super app is an application on your mobile phone where you go to to access almost any service that you might want. Um, so you can almost think about it like a, a mobile payments and lifestyle app. So if you want to go to that app and buy something off an e-commerce site, you can do that. If you want to go to that app um, and order a ride, a ride share, uh, you can do that. If you want to go to that app and pay your electricity bill, you can do that. Um, or indeed book travel or access insurance or down the line access financial services, even access alternative non-bank credit, you can do that. So that is the concept of a super app. And 
in the uh, in the region that we're working in now in the Philippines, right in the center of that region, we've seen some amazing examples of these super apps and the proliferation of these super apps. Predominantly, it started in China um, with the likes of uh, WeChat uh, and the likes of uh, a- a- Alipay, which uh, are run by sort of Tencent and Alibaba, and also very strongly through Singapore, Malaysia now into the Philippines as well as we're seeing the likes of Grab and Gojek, which are two very large super apps that are evolving now that started from very, very small means and are now both well over valued well over north of $10 billion. Um, so that's the concept of a, of, a, of a super app is just you go to the app and it can provide all the services you might need on a day-to-day basis. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Chris, help me with some comparisons here. What's a useful example of a comparable company that listeners could refer to to perhaps better understand and and look and start tracking Peppermint? Uh, yeah, absolutely. It's you, you really have to go into the global market to get a comparison mm-hmm. uh, for what we do in terms of uh, non-bank platforms and and uh, and the super app concept. So I usually use Gojek which launched in Indonesia with 20 motorcycle drivers um, back in 2010. Um, They've evolved from almost the delivery and the logistics arm, if you like, across the other three key business verticals that I've spoken about that we're operating in. That is the the payments, the mobile payments space, the e-commerce space and the financial services space. Um, We've seen them evolve extremely rapidly over the course of 10 years um, and we've seen them expand across uh, Asia uh, quite significantly as well. As I say, they're well and truly valued over $10, $10 billion now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Grab and uh, Grab is another example which uh, goes head-to-head with Gojek, um, which is very, very similar um, to Gojek, but they started in the rideshare. So Grab with the user Uber of Southeast Asia. Um, now, they've evolved their platform to be all-encompassing as well. And then, of course, you go to the two big gorillas, uh, which is Alipay, established in China, and, and WeChat Pay, which is established in China as well. Mm. Um, and respectively, I mean, they're in the vicinity of having well over uh, 700 million registered users now across such a large population base in China and beyond um, and do uh, providing a plethora of services to those populations. So, Chris, what metrics should investors be watching uh, in your announcement flows to better understand the progress of Peppermint? Yeah, look, I think the the important thing is looking for our agent base and the growth growth in our agent base, our merchant base and our registered riders across Bismoto, Bismo Tinder and Bismo Go. Because the more people that are out there, obviously, utilizing the platform the more transactions that are generated and the more uh, revenue cash receipts that that the company generates also Um, what we uh, believe will really drive that uh, is the ability to inject uh, bismo pay and bismo protect as another form of service that uh, the agents can offer so it's also the evolution of the platform. So these new products, as they, as they come out, as they go live, as we move towards going into full operation with these new financial services products, I think are a really important uh, metric also. 
Mm-hmm. So new products, new agents, new users, they're the sorts of announcements that um, should be looking for? That, that's correct, yes. And then that'll have a flow-on effect to obviously um, ongoing cash receipt growth and uh, revenue growth, yes. Mm-hmm. And Chris, you alluded to this before in terms of the ASEAN footprint, but how scalable is your business model in other geographic areas? And are there any particular countries you'd turn to in the future for, um, for a geographic expansion? Absolutely. It, it's highly scalable. It's a highly scalable business model. Um, it's proven and deployed in a developing world country like the Philippines and, and the metrics of a developing world country like the Philippines are that of, of almost every other developing world country in the ASEAN region. So mm-hmm. our logical targets and next targets that we have uh, previously looked at and continue to look at are those very close to us, such as Indonesia, uh, such as Malaysia, such as Vietnam. They really are the, the countries that where we believe what we've developed here can be uh, deployed and commercially proven um, with success. So, Chris, uh, finally, I see you've just completed a $2.5 million placement. Um, what can uh, investors expect to see in terms of announcement flow from Peppermint in the coming quarters? Yeah, absolutely. It was We did, uh, did complete a $2.5 million um, oversubscribed prospectus, actually. We were looking for uh, $2 million. Um, so it was heavily oversubscribed and supported, which is fantastic news. And it gives us capital to execute on our next key plank of delivering and developing our Bizmoto platform. And that is the rollout of the fourth arm that we're focused on, and that is financial services. So that's looking at rolling out our Bizmo Protect and rolling out our Bizmo Pay product into the Bizmoto platform. Um, so that's that's our focus, and that that's building our, our operations around those two things, predominantly the Bismo Pay, which is a really really interesting element because it's worth putting it in perspective that the aim with Bismo Pay is to actually turbocharge the use of the Bismoto platform, as it allows our registered agents to effectively, if they're approved, access a business float to allow them to perform transactions across our platform. Um, so we're really excited by what this Bismo Pay uh, service can do for our platform um, and how it can turbocharge the use of our platform. We're, we're really interested to see that roll out. Well, Chris, uh, thanks very much and we look forward to following your progress in the quarters ahead. Thank you, Nigel. Thank you for your time. Thank you to my guest, Chris Kane, Managing Director and CEO at Peppermint Innovation for joining us for this edition of Stock Doc. And you can stay in touch with us through our Stockhead website. And if you haven't already done so, remember to subscribe to our twice-daily newsletter for ASX Markets coverage, company profiles and industry insights.